Warning, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are based on psychic impressions and true life events that may be potentially frightening and or disturbing to some viewers. Any of the information that is shared in this production should not replace the advice of medical professionals and is intended for general purposes only. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Lights at Midnight podcast. This is our spooktacular episode that we're releasing on Halloween, and it is the start of season two, episode one. And this episode's going to be a little bit different um, than actually the content we have planned, but we wanted to bring you, you guys something super special, awesome. We're going to get into a little more of what we have in store for you today, but first and foremost, my name is Chastity, aka the Luminary Luna Beams. And I'm Emily, the Fine Art Medium. And we're two mediums that specialize in the paranormal. Our purpose is to shed light on what goes bump in the night. That's why we call this podcast Lights at Midnight. Yep. So to get today, guys, we have um, a friend of mine I've made over the last month. Her name's Christy, and she worked for Waverly Hills Sanatorium in Kentucky. And I was like, hey, girl, you want to uh, put in some of your haunted stories and let us kind of see what's going on over there? And that's exactly what she did. Most of our stories we've gotten so far are fairly on the short side. So there's a few recorded, a few written, and they're approximately anywhere from two to five minutes long. Christy just dropped a bomb of like 35 minutes of content <laughs> on us. So, which is perfect. It's great because, um, and actually she's been in communication with the guys over at Waverly and letting them know that we're going to look into this. So I would highly recommend if y'all were interested in, in the area, check them out. They have a lot of cool options for going and checking out the place um, and everything. Aside from what we picked up, you know, you're going to be spooked if you go and we're not paid to say this or anything. Like what you're about to hear in this episode is truly interesting and we actually have had some things this has turned into more of a helping situation than just uncovering because while we were channeling we have uncovered that Christy was having some issues with the place and this will all be explained later in the episode another thing to be aware of guys if you're listening to us on your favorite podcast streaming services that's awesome but now on YouTube we're putting our faces in the video, so we're actually going to be doing a video. We'll be adding some clips over it, and um, it's going to be something different. And at some point, we will probably drop content on YouTube that's not here and vice versa. So you guys definitely uh, take the time and check it out if you are into the YouTube thing. So we're looking forward to expanding Lights at Midnight in that way. So we have ditched the... Um, name of this recording that died with season one and well season one still very much evergreen content so it's actually thriving but uh <laughs> but pretty much we're um we are keeping our this week's experiences oh and the name of this season is emily would you like to inform everybody the name of this season it is called integration yes and why are we doing this why are we calling it integration because we're going to apply everything that we learned in season one. And now we're going to apply all of that information into helping other people 
tips. And hopefully y'all can do the same thing. Like people that are on a similar journey as us, um, we encourage you guys with these stories. If it's something you're into, um, if you want to participate in channeling and seeing what you get and leaving us comments, you know, on our socials and stuff about the case, we encourage you guys to do that as well. It is integration. We're taking what we learned. We're processing what we've learned and we're in, um, integrating it into that. I meant to say, yes, integrating it into our experiences. And we are looking to help people this season and show you guys how that happens and how we channel in and bring you some spooky, spooky stories because there is some wild content coming this season. We're mainly focusing on people and their situations, but this, again, this episode is going to be a little bit different. Um, we are filming the intros to each of them separately because we still have some things to work out with our audio and video just to be completely upfront. Um, but we're getting all that worked out because we want to bring you top quality content. So yeah, like I was saying, we're getting everything figured out and squared away with that because we are, again, videoing ourselves. So if you want to see our faces, you can go check us out at YouTube. And yeah, this is definitely between the time we've recorded on video this episode and this recording specifically, we have decided there will be a part two officially and it will come out on YouTube and Podbean because it is kind of like a Halloween special. We are shooting for Tuesday, which is Halloween. We're shooting for the following Monday for part two to come out. But if you want to get the full experience um, and see some more stuff, you can watch on YouTube or you can listen because we're going to have some, it's not going to be an orthodox video. I'm just going to go ahead and say that straight out. It's not going to be like our normal content. It's just going to be like a follow-up and a validation and whatever other information we get related to our channelings and probably even more information because I've, I've got a little more information since we recorded the video. So now that we have all that out of the way, again, stick around. We're going to share our this week's experiences and then we're going to jump right in to the audio from our video recording and then hang around because we'll probably have some more information in our outro, guys. All right. So, Emily, <laughs> what's this week's experiences? Our weekly experience is a combined one that Chas and I shared together because I was working on rec like recording my 31 videos for 31 days. And while I was editing one of my videos... I was like, oh my god, I think I caught a spirit orb, and I wanted it to be a spirit orb so bad that it was obviously not one, but because I was desperate to have some kind of footage, <laughs> <laughs> it turned out that, you know, it was just like a fuzzy, and, and then, and then, some actual poltergeist activity happened, yeah. and I caught it. And I was like, Chastity, look at this. And you're like, uh, actually, you have an earthbound spirit there. And I was yeah. like, oh. And then Chastity. Yeah, so Emily got mad at me, I'm pretty sure, low-key. Like, she was kind of, uh, not upset at me, like, mad, but she was very disappointed. I was just she disappointed. Got kinda, yeah, she was just like, are you sure? <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like... I'm positive, Emily. I'm freaking fracking positive because, you know, like I can't, I have been trained to manipulate photos and edit photos and see, like I'll see things in photos and even like walking down the aisles at the grocery store, 
I can see how a box it would just catch my eye because it's misprinted. And I think this is some type of freaky talent that I have uh, because that's how I kept capture like paranormal activity out of the corner of my eye too. Like I'm super hyper vigilant a lot of times, even if I'm uh, distracted by something else. And so I was able to focus in on it and I'm like, no, this is like a hair fuzz. She birthed some type of hair fuzz orb thing out of her head and then she got you know sad about that but then I was messing with her and I was like well if you're going to be like 11 let's see if you can flicker your light in your room <laughs> and when I said that I watched a blonde haired earthbound spirit walk up to the light and like hover her hand over it and I'm like, oh, God, oh, great. You know, in two nights prior, I hadn't put two and two together, but two nights prior, I had a really weird dream that I was in a house that was like a twin or what we call a duplex, where it's basically a house split in half and somebody lives on one side and somebody lives on the other. Well, that's Emily's situation with her house. And I had a dream that somebody was coming. Uh, these people, these women specifically, kept coming through the door. And we were going to rent out this house for whatever reason. And I mean, I don't, I'm not in the renting market. So it didn't make any sense for me. And Nora technically is Emily. But like, basically, there was a door they were using. And as I was shutting the door in my dream, I saw like this lady and she had long black hair and white eyeballs. She didn't have any like, pupils or anything irises and when I opened the door it was like she transformed in like this to-do lady in a white pin uh, pin skirt I think that's what it's called and a white jacket and I'm like get out of here we told y'all to stop coming over here and she starts running from me and I'm like not this time biatch so I start chasing her through the house I didn't explain this in the uh, video either so this is a little bonus here um, and then I chase her and this was two nights prior to this. I chase her and she goes to the bathroom in this house near where that door is. And I hear a kid start crying from the bathroom. She's like, my child just had to go to the restroom. And I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, get out. And like, she tries to get by me, but there's no child coming out of that bathroom. It's just cries. And like, we pin her down. And when we, not pin her down physically, but like pin her in a corner. And when we do that, this thing starts hissing at me. Like, like, and it just, it was not human and I think this was an earthbound spirit but I'm not 100% sure I didn't focus too much on it but so I was like Emily we're gonna have to do something about this because Emily ended up having like I think a headache at that time she was having a lot of pressure in yeah. her head right yeah so as I pushed out I ended up pushing out the lady out the door into like trying to cross her over but I had to get a little bit physical there were my guardians and guides there um, to kind of assist with this. And when the, when the light portal open, Emily, uh, has friends in her house. <laughs> They're like little earthy earth, uh, elemental earthy things. And I don't know, it was like almost like a movie where when something big happens, everything that's minded its business just kind of stops <laughs> and watches and then goes back to minding its business. And that's exactly what all the little earthy things did in her house simultaneously it was like I was seeing flashes of every one of them popping out of their every little corner from behind a dresser from behind a plant that I thought was real but it's actually actually like a um elemental plant that it lives behind or lives in fuck I don't know it was wild and it was like where the wild things are in the middle of Emily's house um it was funny but then um ended up having to remotely clear everything. I had to seal the doorway. It was something creepy in the closet, uh, something dark that actually gave me a little bit of issues, but ultimately it's done. So mm -hmm. 
it was wild. Emily was birthing uh, hair orbs out of her head and turning into 11, and I'm getting, like, clips of elementals popping out of their little hiding holes and <laughs> just minding their business, and it was so funny because Emily was like, well, they'll protect me. I'm like, Pfft. They just popped their head out and looked and <laughs> doing what the hell they were doing. So I'm not too sure about that, Emily. <laughs> I feel betrayed. I know, right? They didn't think about to go up because you gotta think when you bring something in so powerful as the light yeah. from you know, and then everything's gonna see it. It's it's like a freaking lighthouse. It like, you know, moment and everything just looks and they're like, Oh, okay. <laughs> and goes back and minds their business. So, um, yeah that was that happened about a week and a half ago now we haven't recorded in a while so i feel a little rusty <laughs> oh we gotta knock the rusty dust off and um yeah so we've had a lunar eclipse very it lasted like two minutes here by the way where i'm at it wasn't i couldn't see it because it was on the horizon mm -hmm. happened right at sunset and um like four minutes before the sun was supposed to set officially Emotions have been high in a multitude of ways for a lot of people, so I hope everybody's going forward in their lives better now, but just remember from now to the end of the year, however you want to have your life uh, go, like what you want to manifest, try to set those intentions now because the mind frame, we get to choose love or we get to choose fear. If you stay in the mind frame of fear, that can affect you for years to come. If you choose love, that will affect you for years to come because of the astrological situation that we're in. So I encourage everybody to try to stay as compassionate and in love as much as possible. We're all only human. So, um, I, and things don't have to be perfect to stay in the vibration of love. So I'm rooting for everybody. Mm -hmm. It messed me up uh, energetically because I was so tired. Then I slept and then I didn't go to sleep today until 10 a.m., Hey. yeah yeah i fell asleep right after we recorded because i had a big day yesterday and i was like <sighs> and then i woke up to get the makeup off my face and get my moon water in before the sun rose and then my body was like oh you washed your face it's time to get up and start your day so i didn't go back to sleep till like 7 30 myself but i slept for a couple hours mm -hmm. and two um you'll hear later in the episode between this one and the next one um one of the reasons Emily may have been pretty tired too, because, well, we're not going to give anything away just yet, but it has something to do with that too. It's probably the reason I fell asleep as well right after, but as far as paranormal stuff, I've been okay. Um, it's just life has been busy for me because I've got a lot of things going on, but we did have some effects. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if we said this, probably not, but um, Friday, I got in touch with Christy and this was when Emily started channeling and I channeled shortly after Emily, you fell asleep during your channel. Oh yeah, I did fall asleep. And before I did my channel, like I walked ghost and I had that big black, um, which calls it follow behind me. Yeah. Big black shadow dude. Yeah. Yeah. And then getting in touch with Christy, like in my head that day, I tried to get my Sam and Colby video done, my reaction video, and I still haven't got it done because of, I've had to stop and do this for the podcast, but I'm hoping to get it done uh, between tonight and tomorrow. That was just going to delay my prison video too for Halloween. So oops, sorry. I do my best, but um, I couldn't think 
properly. Every time I would try to focus on something, it was like my mind would worry about what else I had to do. And it was like almost debilitating. And sometimes I get like that, but not like this. Well, come to find out it was Christy. So now we know that there's more going on with this situation than meets the eye. It's something I had talked to her about. Uh, Emily went into this without knowing anything. I only knew of two entities, so I did have a little bit of a heads up. Um, but I seen them. So just to be completely upfront and transparent. Um, and then I told Emily about them during our, us channeling. That way she could hone in on that. So we talk about these two uh, specific entities and it's not really even two. We'll, you'll hear. Alrighty, well guys, thank you for being here. We're excited to start season two and we're going to go ahead and get started with Christy's audio. Okie dokie. So here's my story. Whenever I was at Waverly, it was probably, I'm trying to think, like three years ago maybe? I don't know. But anyways, when I started, um, it was like the first day. It was like a pulling. And everybody will tell you that. Anybody that works there will say it feels like something's pulling you in. Um, like you're supposed to be there and want you there. And it's a very odd feeling. It's a very real feeling, but it's very odd. And so the first couple nights, or my first two like overnights I did, I had to be with somebody just so they could show me the ropes and what I'm supposed to be doing and teach me everything. Well, it was like my third overnight. I was by myself. Like, I didn't have to be with anybody that night. And the whole night starts off like this. This is it's the tone for the night. We're doing our tour, very last tour of the night. And I'm on that tour. And I feel the building, like, had a flipping heartbeat. It was like, it was alive. And you could feel it. It was pressure. It was... I don't even know how to describe it. Like, you could feel the emotions of the building and the sadness in the building. Now, I'm already an empath, and I end up, we're at the body shoot, fixing to go down. It's the last stop we make of the night, and I have to walk away. I'm crying um, for no reason whatsoever. I just start crying. And so, one of the guys is like, Christy, just wait here until you're better. And I said, Okay. Well, I start feeling better. I quit crying, and I come back to the group. We finish the tour, and I go outside. I'm like, I need to catch my... I just need out of here for a little bit, because I knew I was going to be there overnight. Well, I go outside, catch my breath, and I go in. Well, one of the main... The, well, she was the main tour guide, whatever, at nighttime. She was over the overnights. And on the weekends, they have, like, a public overnight... So, they will sell maybe 20 tickets or so for the public. But, by 1 o'clock, everybody's usually booked it out of the building. Um, and you don't have very many people. And it's hard to run into people whenever there's so much um, building to go to, you know. But, uh, I'm in there. And she's like, Christy, somebody else went down. And I'm like, what do you mean somebody else went down? Not knowing what she was talking about. She said, well, somebody's outside right now. She said, it was one of my friends that worked up there. Um, they go, she's out there with her, but she's crying. I was like, oh my God. And she goes, I think it's the building tonight. Like some, it's going to be crazy in here. I was like, okay. So I go out there and I'm like, what's wrong? And she starts telling me she didn't know. She's an empath. She's like, I can feel it's like the building's alive. I'm thinking, okay, cool. I'm not the only one thinking this or feeling this. Right. 
and she couldn't have been very old. She was just a teenager, if that. And so, we're trying to talk to her, calm her down, get her, you know, to stop panicking almost. And we're just telling her all these different stories to try to calm her, you know. And finally, I tell her this story and I start telling her that, you know, there was one time there was this little boy missing over by me. I didn't know about it. I don't watch the news. I don't care to watch the news. Um, read the paper. I don't do any of that. Um, there's a reason why. <laughs> I just don't do it. And so, basically, I'm telling her this. The other girl is out there with me, but she's also an empath. And she can see things and at times and feel, yeah. So, I start saying, there's a little boy, and he says to me, and as I start to say what he says, she is saying the exact same thing at the exact same time talk about goosebumps. I've never in my life had goosebumps, ever. Like, people say they get goosebumps all the time. Never have I ever, ever had goosebumps until that day, until that night. And I'm like, oh my god, like, that's how my, that's how the tone started for the night. It blew my mind, absolutely. Like, how in the world did you know exactly what I was gonna say? Just curious, you know? Um, how did you know? There's no way she knew. I never told anybody about it. Anyways, that night, I go, I'm telling her, I'm like, hey, why don't you go in, you know, and I'll sit out here with her. Because she, this little girl, this girl did not want to go back in this building tonight, or that night. She was done. Completely done. <laughs> and, you know, the way I felt, I didn't really blame her. Because here I am, an adult, and I sense things all the time. And it was a lot for me. So, um, I know it was a lot for her. And, you know, I wanted, oh, excuse me, I wanted her to feel comfortable and being in there and not scared. Um, because it is very overpowering at times. Okay. So as she started talking, I started getting really bad stomach pain and like really crampy, like down to like my left, like below the belly button kind of area um and it kind of reminds me of like when I was in high school and I would get anxious that my stomach would hurt and then so it would hurt and then it would cause like abdominal things and then it would make me have to go to the bathroom kind of things and right. I always just equate it with like really bad anxiety and then I also got negative energies and there's so many like fractals and residual energies all at once and it's overloading or it's overloaded with so many emotions at one time that mm -hmm. those that are sensitive cannot process it adequately. Yeah. And let's see. Let's see what else. Yeah. That's what I got just from that segment. Yeah. So, um, what I wrote down is the pulling is a strong energetic connection through the energy there. Yeah. So that's what I got. And the sadness literally forms layers. There's like layers of years. Like, yeah, it would be impossible to peel back all them layers. And they, it's almost like it's collapsed onto itself, which the channeling I did prior, I'm going to hold off and not say, but Mm -hmm. during this I wrote down it's literally um the grids are completely gone and space time and everything has literally 
collapsed in on itself in this building. So what you're saying about the overload, that would be my visual, the visual I got about what you said. Mm-hmm. Um, when she said body shoot, I don't know. Like, I've seen stuff about Waverly, but I don't. And the only thing I can remember is that, you know, it was a tuberculosis hospital at one point, And I know they used to sit them out in, like, the open air. But as far as anything else, I I don't remember, to be 100% honest mm-hmm. about the history. Um, but the body shoot, for whatever reason, I see it ending somewhere down lower levels. And there is... I would put money on people investigating that area and seeing tons of shadow people or just shadow people in general. I see multiple. You'd be lucky to, of course, see one, but there are tons of shadow people down in that part of wherever Mm -hmm. that body shoot ends. I'd be interested in finding out how that is. And the little boy is a manifestation of the energy. I don't think it's a little boy, but that's what I got so far. My leg just started burn. One thing I've had happen is this side of my chest. I, up until last night, I've had a little bit uh, today, not bad, but for almost two weeks since we decided to do this, I've been having pain right here. Oh, that's chest. right. I was having it in my throat last night. It was burning and it was tingling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, tuberculosis, I looked it up just to make sure it's an infection. It's a bad bacterial infection. And people would have to get like half of their lungs removed just to try to survive this I mean it was mm-hmm. pretty bad uh, but that's what I got so far so mm-hmm. um and it feels like it's pressure down on you and you're not going to be able to manage it um it's a scary feeling so anyways um I end up going back in because she was like now I'll sit out here with her my friend was and so I went in and I start walking around to check on people. I get to four and on this floor, um, I never knew this, but we started talking to a spirit up there. They call him Thomas. Um, whether there was a Thomas up there, I will never know. Don't know if that's his actual name. Nobody really knows, but there was somebody up there at one point in time that did a spirit box session and that's the name he got. And this is what I was told, okay? And so, they just call him that now, um, just because that was what they were told. And, you know, it's a name, kind of like the creeper that they give the name to is the creeper. Well, something that crawls around on the ceilings and the floors and everything, you know? Well, that night, I'm up there, and I run into these two people as I get up there. And they're like, can you show us somewhere that, like, there's activity? Or can you try to get something to happen? And I'm going, sure, you know, why not? And so we go to the end of four. Well, at the end of four, there is a fire escape. And at that fire escape, there's a little window in the door. Um, And you cannot get out on this fire escape. If you do, you're probably going to crash to the ground because it's not the best place. Um, I mean, I'm sure it can be used because it has to be. But I went and put my life on it. Um, so, anyways, it has this window. And you can, it lets a, just enough light in. Just enough to where you can see if something's happening. And so, we're down there and I'm trying to get whatever it is to come out and play. And we keep seeing these flashes of light. And I'm like, it looks like somebody's taking a picture. 
and I can't figure it out to save my life. And I'm going, what is going on? And not only that, we're seeing shadows peek out of doorways, popping out. And I'm going, okay, now I've seen everything. <laughs> um, you know, and I've had experience with shadows before, but this was really strange. And we start seeing this figure at the end of the hall, walking across the doorway. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, my first time alone up on a floor and we're seeing this happen right in front of us. Well, apparently I'm being called over the radio and it's not working. Like we had radio problems all the time because the next thing I hear is Christy, where are you at? And I was like, yo, what's up, dude? Like what is going on? He's like, we have been trying to contact you. And somebody's trying to find you right now. I'm going, my, this thing has not gone off at all. And so, I let the other girl know where I am and everything. Well, she comes up there and we still see these flashes of light. So, I said, let me go look and see. Because outside they have the, um, it's kind of like a breezeway, I would say. Just to explain it to people. But they would pull the beds out there and the, you know, to get them air. Because one of the things that they believed was fresh air would heal tuberculosis. Well, I'm out there and I'm walking down the hall to see if he was taking pictures. And suddenly I see this black figure in front of me. Me thinking somebody's standing there because it is dark and that's what you see. Is, um, what you're seeing is, uh, this black shadow of a person usually um because it is so dark yeah sorry i was reading a message that somebody just took uh yeah so i'm standing there and i'm like hey are you taking pictures i was asking you know did you just take some pictures and they don't answer me i know it's a man don't ask me how i know i just do it as a man and i'm like did you take pictures and didn't answer so i take my flashlight and i turn it on and he's gone i turn it off he's there kind of like that stupid, and this is what I always compare it to, that stupid YouTube uh, thing where they flip the light on, it's gone, flip it off, it's there, and it keeps getting closer. It didn't keep getting closer, but it was there, and it wasn't. Kept doing that with my flashlight. So, finally, I'm thinking to myself, well, uh, you know, the walls, they chip paint really bad up there, and they can look like figures. So, I said, let me step in this room over here, which was right to my left. And I stepped in there and stepped back out, and it was completely gone. Completely gone. And so, I'm trying to figure it out. I'm like, okay, now that was for real something there this time. And so, I'm like, I'm going to go back to the group. And so, I start heading back down the hallway and get to the group. Well, in the meantime, we're still seeing, you know, they're seeing stuff happening. Well, I don't know. You know, if you know Waverly, you know there's a story of a um, little boy there also that likes to play with the balls. Well, by then, one of the other guys that come up there, he's playing with the ball and rolls it to the end of the hall. And we're trying to get this little kid to play, right? It's a light-up ball. It does not work. Like, he's not wanting to play. So, he goes down into the hall, and I snap a photo. And it's something we weren't supposed really to be doing, but I did it because I felt like I was going to see something there. When I snapped this photo, the guy that was down there is a little scrawny dude, right? 
I get this big, huge, overpowering figure standing up, and you see him bending down. Nobody was down there with him, so it was quite crazy. Then he tried to throw the ball back. Well, it ends up into a side room by itself. We forget about the ball being in there. And uh, next thing that happens is we are hearing noises. So I was like, let me walk down this way and see if somebody's down there. I start walking down the inside of the building. And as I'm walking, I'm hearing footsteps behind me. I stop and I'm like, I'm going to turn around and nobody's going to be there. I just knew it. I felt it. So this is what I was writing down prior to her saying the black shadow at the end of the hallway. Thomas is like a shadow person and he's got, he has red eyes. Like I'm seeing red eyes. That's just what I see. Um, He's so black. He's blacker than the black. It's like a void. And um, you, the emotions that this thing gives you is what you put into it. But it's easy for this thing to kind of like latch on. Let me see. Let me see. Yep. So is that what you got for Thomas too? So I got a few things for Thomas. Okay. Um, I I don't have very much to share there. I want to share an experience or part of my channel I did last night, but I'm just going to read the last couple things and then we'll let you go. Um, so they follow people around. Like I'm seeing these beings, um, almost like fractals of people that have turned into something darker and i'm not going to say everything's dark in this place but there's so much sadness that it just radiates through it all which makes a lot of the things more lower vibrational but it literally um you'll feel like somebody's watching you from behind that's what i get um also too i'll stop there let you go because i wanted to talk about the breezeway well, okay, I had to grab my rose quartz because my stomach really, really, really hurts right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it started to get really hard to breathe and it's so thick and it feels like every time you breathe, it's like you're being constricted to where you can't recuperate that breath. Um, when she starts talking about Tom, I start getting really sleepy, you know, like you'll see me yawn, obviously. Um, so when she's talking about like that fire escape, on the opposite end of the hallway, I see a giant spider entity. And it's, so when I see it, it's in my face. And I'm so close to it that I see its fangs. And then the thing you said with the fractals, I have that too. Um, Oh God. Okay, so for whatever reason, spirit calls these things that are like just floating around these fractal things as floaters <laughs> mm-hmm. and um basically a thought thought forms created by immense negative energy um and it's kind of like pieces of energy from all the pain and suffering and it's kind of so thick that it's kind of like trying to transform into its own thing and it's just floating around and i also saw um some of them like look camera some of them look like your stereotypical ghost like with the i'll i'll show you the pictures i drew and then i saw like some of this negative energy trying to consolidate to make like an actual thing and at one point 
I remember seeing this collection of heads, like five put together and their faces are just morphing and just, ew. Um, so for Tom, yeah, I see him as that dark thingy, that dark shadowy looking person thing. Now, I did see this middle-aged, like regular weight with like a cul-de-sac hairline um hairy arms but muscular arms like forearms and he's got a weird look in his eyes he doesn't feel right he feels very stalkery and predator like mm. oh did you get like his role in life do you have any i just got a psychic kit on that um no i don't know if he was like one of those people that work in the hospital that mm -hmm. that like move people around especially yep. when they don't behave because what i gotta share is gonna cut and i think that's you're seeing okay go ahead sorry <laughs> um yeah and i think this the same shadowy thing i saw was what followed me down the street when i was walking in ghost but so i have pictures here i drew the spider thing so this spider has it's like a normal astral spider but it's got many spiderlings and they attach to some of the fractals and feed off of it and then here's the head thing i saw wait go this way where multiple heads connected and then this is just like the little fractals that are trying to mm -hmm. turn into things and yeah and there's there's your boy <laughs> yeah 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 that's so interesting because she mentioned the creeper so the creeper she had told me about and as soon as she and this was like i don't know weeks ago yeah um she said somebody sees the creeper and as soon as i saw that i see like that shadow person you draw but it like starts to climb up the walls okay giving you visuals I, I drew it too Yes, and that's pretty much kind of what I see, yeah. except it's got one, you know, normal arms and legs until it starts to climb, and then it's like they fan out, it like it would be like this, and then it just fans out like that. Yeah. Yeah, and it starts to use all them, but the, the it, what's weird is like its arms and legs are like nor, not, and I'm not seeing flesh, I'm seeing black associated with it. Yeah. Uh, it does have, it has fangs. So that's, me and Emily actually did speak about this one thing prior. And I'm wondering if, you say it's different, the spider entity is different. It's a possibility they're linked, but Emily said that the spider entity is different from the creeper, yeah. even though they look similar. Um, but yeah, he's like climbing up stuff and like his head all does this weird shit. It's wild. Okay. And, so. and here's my thing about that. It's about kind of what you said with the negative energy. It's kind of like tarnishing the other things around it. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's what happened to that. And then if you add the energy of the actual astral spider, and then it tarnishing and combining with the other negative energy. And that spirit is absorbing that energy. And I think that's how it took that form. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I agree with that. Um, I'm going to say, I got kind of an idea when I talk about everything collapsing on top of each other. I'm going to save that. But I am going to share the part about the nurse that I saw. Um, while I was listening to Christy, um, and she, 
I'll, ins- I'll have to insert the voice clips later just for reference, but um, I'm being brought back to the 1940s in a vision and I'm getting stomach pain. Uh, I'm seeing an old school nurse outfit, an old, a nurse in an old school nurse outfit, specifically one with brown curly hair uh, and red lipstick. And she is walking around tending to the patients in the fresh air area. I don't know if that's the case, but I'm seeing like windows and I'm seeing beds lined up facing the windows. So I'm assuming that they open. Um, and then something happened to the nurse. She um, she was what I feel was SA'd potentially and absolutely murdered. So that came in big, like immediately, because I mean, I watched her like in live time walk and like do her thing, you know, and then she turned back and she smiled at me, which I found a little creepy. But yeah, there was some there was a nurse there that was um, definitely murdered. And I'm wondering, um, let's just go ahead and roll what Christy said about that when I told her last night. We'll go ahead and roll that and insert it here. And then um, we'll come right back. Okay. Okay, so it was an orderly that they assumed did this to her. Now, all the records are gone. Like, there are some things that can be proven, but a lot of these records are completely, like, they're they're not, they're not existent. But this is the, one of the stories that have been passed down. And I'm wondering if the stalkery guy you're seeing, it literally gave me feelings of, like, uh, one of the people that worked there. Mm-hmm. So the creepy guy, I'm wondering if that's related. And I feel strongly to say that it probably is. Yeah, because I'm getting that really bad stomach pain. Mm-hmm. Like it's really right. bad right now. And I mean, I I have clairsentient uh, reactions and I 100% got stomach pain when I saw this nurse. Mm-hmm. But it was said that she was, uh, it, they made it look like a, an aliving situation because uh-huh. she was um hanging oh yeah so that's what she told me but obviously y'all have heard that but we've inserted the clip for you guys to hear uh-huh. um but yeah i think um there's nobody there so i turn around and obviously nobody's there so i just keep walking i'm like okay you're okay because it is an eerie feeling when you have something and so I was like, I got to get out of this hall. Like, it's just went through me. And so I went out through a room and on the outside part and I start walking back up. It's still following me. I don't know what I thought I was going to get away from but going outside. But yeah, that was the way my craziness was thinking at the moment. And the faster I went, like I was like booking it too. And it was already running faster after me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like, I mean... I've seen and I've heard so much stuff, <clears throat> but this was just like a feeling of being chased almost. Um, it was wild. And so finally I get back to the group and it's quit and no longer chasing me. Thank goodness. And we kept trying to get, we're still like trying to get, um, this, figure at the end of the hall to come out and play more but I mean believe it or not we're seeing all kinds of shadows popping out of rooms and we're seeing the figure at the end of the hall I mean like a clear form walk across the hallway total black 
but you can make out features <coughs> walk across the hall well I was like do you want me to go down there and she's like yeah go ahead so she sends me down there I'm one of the girls that work up there and she's like okay I want you to come out and talk to her and it comes out and they're like this is happening to you like it's like dancing around you and all this stuff well I tell us to hold my hand and it's like I don't know 20 degrees outside I mean it's freezing I take my glove off and I put my hand out I'll be darn it wasn't a couple minutes later my hand got super hot super super hot like warmth of uh somebody holding my hand it was that kind of warm somebody else's hand in mine and so um I said my hand's getting hot and I was so confused because I've always thought spirits were cold and they're not they can be warm <laughs> trust me and they were even dumbfounded they were like what do you mean it's hot um so you know it was crazy to me well then I hear in my ear I said Thomas and you hear like that in my ear and I said something the girl at the end of the hall goes that was me she goes uh I was yawning well that wasn't her it was right there and lucky for me somehow I don't know how my freaking phone was recording in my pocket most of the recording you just hear my freaking jacket going rubbing up against my phone because like I said I didn't know but this time I was standing still and you hear it perfectly right in my ear like I heard it and it was crazy and I have the audio for it I couldn't believe it and so at the end of the night we are wrapping up you know this guy his wife even told me he's a very 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 big skeptic um, he wasn't by the end of the night because as we're walking back, we're fixing, like we're wrapping up this ball that we threw earlier that night into a room with nobody in it because really the floor was not the safest. Comes flying out and we hear this loud bam and could not, we're like, what is going on? The whole hallway lights up. So here's a, um, here's a little thing, Emily. I didn't listen past this. I haven't heard the rest of it. So mm -hmm. surprise. <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm testing, testing my abilities. I, I mean, I didn't hear that. I think I got as far last night as the little boy with the ball, and so that validates the feeling of being chased or feeling of something behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, I completely I, forgot about that part too. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's definitely validating. Um. You know what? There's a lot of things happening here, but there are some key players spiritually, like dark being key players. I know we've already talked about some, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, the head thing, like the vision I just got, the the different heads. I think these are the shadow people they're seeing, and I think they're. Okay, I think they split off. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, yeah. I'm seeing them, like, collaborated together, and then they just, look almost like if you think about how those ladies get behind each other and they do this, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And then they have all these different arms. Yeah. Um, you know, just long shot here. Just a thought. I wonder if they form the creeper. Because when I say like it has arms and legs and just normal, and that might be why I'm getting that image because spirit's only going to give me images of stuff. And like the other arms, when they're moving and it's crawling, it's like they're half there, half not. They're like translucent and it's mm-hmm. solid black. Yeah. Does that does that resonate with you at all? Yeah, the translucentness of the arms, because to me, they look very shadowy and black. Uh-huh. like parts of it were like kind of clear but then like more of the spidery parts were very translucent and black yep i'm wondering if these shadow people like i don't think they're people Mm-mm. at all and i'm thinking i'm wondering if they form the creeper i wouldn't be surprised hmm. i also got like an eye it, it just okay. felt like I was being watched as I was channeling in and astral projecting there. Yeah. It just very reptile-like. Okay. Because it was like a reptile, like with the slit eye, and then around the eye were like, were like scales. Yeah. I could feel, I, I get what you're saying. Um, There's definitely a lot going on. And I think a lot has been brought to this place too. It's a hot spot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So as she goes to that place, which even when she's not there, I started feeling that she's already being followed, but now we know why, but it's more like a cat and a mouse thing. And that entity likes doing that with her. It's, Mm -hmm. it's getting gratification from that. And it's gross. And it, it plays on her emotions so to feed it has to get her like going yep and there is an unhealthy bond even though because she's so empathic like she's just totally empathic Mm -hmm. so it knows it can play on that yeah just saying i'm pretty sure that's kind of what's going on there Mm -hmm. the ball that we were playing with was a light-up ball it lit the entire flipping hallway up It was just, like, unbelievable. And I'm like, where in the heck did that... I mean, it scared us because none of us expected it or we didn't know. We forgot all about it, honestly. Nobody remembered that's where the ball was. And so, when it came out, nobody knew what happened. And so, you know, that's when all that happened. Everybody's like, where did that come from? Blah, blah, blah. You know, nobody knew. I didn't even remember. And so, that night, he left non-skeptical. Well, that wasn't my last encounter either. Um, the spirit up on four, he was very protective. Um, he started to be very protective of me. The creeper, which I said earlier, I don't know what it was about him, but it freaked me out. Um, he scared me. It scared me to want to see it. I didn't want to see it, I guess you should say. Um, I'm not a fan of spiders, and that's how they always made it sound. Um, but scarier, you know? That's one thing I never saw. Always wanted to not see it. And so every time I was there, I was like, Thomas, please don't let that um, creature come out, you know, and and let me see it. Please don't. Not one time have I ever seen that thing. Not once. And 
I believe because of him. Like, I've heard it. And, um, I've just not seen it. And I would have if it hadn't have been for his help, I'm sure. Um, I mean, there's been a lot of stuff with him. So, there was another time I'm up there with somebody else. And I didn't know what it was. But I see this. We kept seeing him, like, cross across the window. But I see this form. And it forms into what looked like a dog head on a human body. It kind of scared me enough. I jumped back. It not scared me, but, like, it took me aback. And I didn't want to say anything because I didn't know who saw it and who didn't. But I kind of jumped back behind somebody and looked. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm seeing things. But I remember exactly what it looked like. And so, finally, I asked one of the guys up there. I said, this was after I wasn't there any longer. And he was on investigation with us. And I said, this is what I saw. What was it? You know? And he goes, um, you know, that's like Anubis, God of the Dead, right? No. <laughs> so, I've not quite figured out why I saw that. My only thing I can think of is up on four, they used to have a facility up there for, um, um, geriatric patients and it was like one of the first and so this guy this doctor up there he was only supposed to have custody custody supposed to only have a couple of floors and four was not one of them and so when somebody came up there one day they ended up on four by accident and they found all these patients that were being starved to death on that floor alone nobody with them um very sad story but a very true story because from what I understand, you can go and look it up. You can find the story. You can find actual proof of the story. And so, you know, there's been a lot of tragedy up there. Um, but then also, the whole um, Thomas thing is on for it. So, I don't know. It's kind of a mix of what's going on. So, it's Thomas plus the the Anubis thing, and I don't know what's up there. You know what I mean? There was a night I was up there, and I'm trying to get him to come out. This mom was not a believer. She had her two kids with her, and they were seeing stuff going. I mean, shadows back and forth, um, everything like that. And I wasn't saying a word. And the only reason I didn't is because I didn't want her to be like, well, you're influencing them to see something. Because I wasn't. And so, she just never saw a thing up there, and even though it was happening. Well, um, you know, I uh, finally was like, you know, are you done? Are you ready? Because she was just wearing me out. But, you know, like, you take care of the guests. And I was kind of bummed because I was like, I really wanted her to see something, especially being such a... Um, um, Oh my gosh, I lost the word on the tip of my tongue. A uh, non-believer, I guess you would say. Yeah, non-believer, whatever that word is. Um, I really, a skeptic, there we go. With her being a skeptic, I really wanted her to see something. And admit she saw something. So, we're walking down the hall to leave. And under my breath, I kind of say, hey... Now, look, if you want her to believe in you and to quit being skeptical, 
you're gonna have to do something that she cannot deny that is happening and we were just at the stairs about this time too and um it was like almost immediately this door heavy door to the stairs slammed shut and i'm not that far and she looks at me she's like who did that and i take off running to the stairs to look and see you know who was there because you can't get far on them stairs without somebody seeing you um because you can look straight up and straight down and uh over the door i said hey nobody's there you know you've got to be lying no i'm not like nobody's here at all you know maybe the wind but highly unlikely because i worked there for a long time and not one time did the wind ever go through there hard enough to shut a door like that and so all of a sudden she says to her daughter quit pulling on my backpack you're about to pull me over her daughter goes mom i'm on the other side of the hall i'm not touching you and she was she was on the complete opposite side of the hallway and i'll tell you what they were gone after that like that mom was ready to go like she knew <laughs> at that point and i was like good job good job high five fist bump you know but um it was just you know if you're a skeptic and you go up there and you go to floor i promise you won't be when you leave um because if it knows you are it's going to make sure you know he knows you're not when you get off off of that floor so when she like puts her hand out but then like she feels the heat mm, that's not something i would have done because <laughs> it's zapping it's taking energy i feel anyway because usually when you when you do that that's an invitation first of all you don't want to do that and well anyway um also i noticed there's a symbiotic relationship between her and tom and uh-huh. if you notice like if she wants something he'll deliver it but there's uh-huh. an exchange going on <laughs> Uh huh. So he'll do something for her, but in exchange, what does he get? You're right. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. I mean, are you done? Are you done with yours so far? So basically, it's like he waits or he wants her to like him to create that bond. Mm-hmm. That's part of the bond. But like I said, there is a symbiotic relationship that they that she pretty much created and yeah he's feeding off of her and the thing that threw the ball back was not a little boy it was uh-uh. one of the shadowy people and yeah that's all i got for that section all right uh i wrote down he does not necessarily a good thing and this is the moment in my opinion that the spirit um dropped off its energy so thomas yeah um i think it was thomas this was the transfer um this is the moment that thomas attached Mm -hmm. and um i heard in i heard uh claire cognizantly perfect timing yeah because her emotions were high um and it's just it made it feasible for him to be able to ease on in there right mm-hmm. so um the spirit the malevolent things in this building because we're you know we generally focus on the darker aspects i'm not saying everything's super dark in this building but 
the darker stuff heightens the emotions of fear and spirit used the word to seed um, their energy uh, into the people that are there, the people they choose, they mark them basically. Um, and she was marked when she felt the heat on her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas was protective because he marked her. Like you were saying, I wrote that down. Um, let's see. Oh, the sound of the creeper. Ooh. Oh, I heard that. I did. Yeah. So I heard two things, but I wrote down that it sounds like a scratching, like when it just the sound of it moving is like kind of like a scratching and a fast tapping. Like, yeah. But the screech, it's like, I can't do it. I know exactly what you're talking about. See the difference. See, this is how I tell the difference between the creeper and the, um, the astral spider the astral spider is silent when it moves Uh around that makes sense Mm -hmm. and i'm wondering if the dog uh this is just a thought i didn't go past this Um, oh yeah not anubis yeah the dog head on a human body is either a thought form or like a cryptid thing um i was going more with thought form yeah so, and I think some cryptids are thought forms. I think so too. So I can say that about the human head thing. So that was like a story that's been told around there. I would, I would be interested uh, in the history of that as well. Um, you know, it's just one of them things. I don't know. He's very intelligent. Whatever is on for is intelligent. And I say that because I also feel like he's very, um, um, protective. Like my daughter for her birthday wanted to go up there and investigate with her friends. And I said, sure, you know, let's do it. And whenever they were off on their own, like at the very beginning, I went and I went up to Ford and I said, please protect her. Don't let them anything happen to him. Don't let him get hurt. Um, you know, protect her. And I got a call two hours later. Mom, nothing is happening. I said, okay. And she goes, I'm bored. You know, we're all bored. And I said, okay, well, meet me on four. And so they come up there. And I said, okay, I have her now. And now she wants to see something. So, um, you know, can you start, um, or you can give her back, you know, I got her from here. I'll take her care over. You don't have to um, hold anything back anymore. She wants to see some stuff happening, you know, and I'll keep her safe. And it was almost immediately things started happening. Um, she was seeing him uh, in the hallway. She, um, we were seeing it ourselves with our eyes. We're seeing him down there. Um, it was just, oh God, a lot. Um, like even in the, uh, later that night before we left, we did one in the spirit box in the, uh, the, uh, homeless guy's room and she had the headphones on and couldn't hear a word I was saying. And she like answered legit questions I was asking without even knowing what I asked. And then when I said, Hey, go touch her real quick, like just tap on her. She starts screaming because something ran across her foot. Um, so, you know, he did protect her through all that until I was with her. 
And so he's always been protective of me no matter what, um, I feel like. And, uh, so whatever he is, I don't feel like he's bad spirit. Um, I feel like he's a good spirit and he may come across scary, but he's not. Um, you know, there's also the creeper up there. Everybody talks about like a spider. And I may have already said this. I don't know because there's so much, but, um, the creeper is how they describe a spider. And he crawls on the ceilings. He crawls on the floor. You just everywhere walls. Damn it. It does it. I never wanted to see this thing because I knew I'd freak out. Um, I've seen a lot of things in my life. That's one thing I don't want to see. And so I am, um, up there and I, I'm hearing stuff out the corner of my, you know, my ear on one side and I'm going, if that is the creeper, please do not let me see it. Please. You know, I don't want to see this thing. And I didn't. Anytime anybody's seen it, they're like, Christy, did you see that? No, I didn't. Because I'm telling you, he'll make sure I don't see it. Um, because he knows I'll freak out. <laughs> and once again, he's very protective. <laughs> um, and then I was with my daughter. Um, we went this past season. And I took her up there. And we're on the floor. And I'm looking and I see her. It looks like she keeps lifting her shoulders up and down, up and down, up and down. And I'm laughing because I'm like, Caitlin, quit moving. And she says, I'm not, Mom. Well, you're hearing footsteps behind her. I'm going to send this one now. So, you're hearing footsteps behind her. And we're in the same hall where the same one hangs out all the time. The same place. And I'm calling for him to come out and play, you know. Not play, but you get it. And so, uh, usually he would have been on the end I was on. Well, he ends up at the other end where Caitlin is. And she keeps hearing footsteps. I'm hearing them, but I'm trying to downplay it. Well, I'm looking, and she's just, her shoulders up, down, up, down, up, down. I'm like, Caitlin, quit. I'm not doing nothing. Suddenly, I see these black, almost spaghetti-like fingers go up her arm and down her arm. And it was like they were lifting her arms up and back down, like they were doing it. I laughed so hard. I almost cried. Because it was funny. And I knew it wasn't scary. And she's just kind of laughing because I'm laughing. And um, I'm like, you know, there's nothing to be scared of when it comes to that spirit. If there was, I would feel it. I would know. And there's not. And he's always been, once again, the word protected comes to mind. And um, on the same night, I was looking at her and I said... Caitlin, you're getting awfully dark down there. And it got to where, like, I just could not see her at all. And she wasn't that far. She was on her, uh, like, right by a uh, bright, glowing red exit sign. And I even have a picture of it and video of it from how it was happening. And so, I see her, and she just starts getting darker and darker until she was gone. And I'm like, okay, now where did she go? <laughs> but on the video, you clearly see her. And it's kind of dark around her. But then all of a sudden it goes black. And then... But you can still see that... Um, the sign. I hadn't moved. I hadn't done anything. I was still standing in the same position. I watched it happen with my eyes. And so... Um, it blew my mind. And I'm like... Caitlin... 
and she wouldn't, she didn't want to believe me about seeing certain things, and she just, like, kept blowing it off, and so I'm gonna start taking video on picture, and that's how I caught the video, um, and then I got pictures of it, too, because she was there in the light, and then it just kept growing darker and darker in the photos, well, I also took a pictures, started taking pictures of the door, because in the door where that little window was at is kind of your little bit of light you get to see something walk through there. Well, guess what? As I'm taking photos, you're seeing a face. Not like a face, but like something start to cover that window. To me, it looks kind of like a face, but who knows? There's nobody that can be out there. It's a fire escape. It's kind of a dangerous fire escape, but nobody's out there. And you're four stories off the ground. So, um, yeah, I mean, like, I got pictures, and I'm flat, I mean, I'm taking one after another here, and not moving from that spot, and you're seeing it cover that place up. It was just crazy, like, wild crazy, I keep saying that, you know, and I should, I don't know, people think because I'm an empath, or because I've seen things before, that, um... I should be used to it, and you're, it doesn't matter how used to it you are, um, every time something happens, I get excited, and I'm like, let's go do it again, you know, come back out, I want to see you, like, you want to help so many people that, and get people to understand you, and to get people to understand it, that you just get excited every time you can catch something, and you're like, that's one more piece of the puzzle that people can understand, you know, and, uh, it's just amazing to me. Truly, truly amazing to me. And so, uh, and so that's why I do what I do. Um, that's why I get excited. Um, when I can help people too, I can help people understand. Um, and they don't have to feel alone. You know, I have this evidence I can show. I have a way to prove what I'm saying is true. Um, you know, I had somebody ask me one time, how do you get so much evidence? Like, how do you get so many pictures and stuff? I'm like, I don't. Like, they come to me. Like, they're attracted to me. <laughs> and that's just what happens. And it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, um, where do I start? I started getting pretty bad pain in the base of my skull right here. So I had to take a moment to off camera to deal with that. And I don't know if it's me from sitting up and doing all this stuff. I've been pretty active um, with my scoliosis and stuff, or it's like a pressure building no, I, up. I could feel it in the back of my head too. Yeah. It's like right here at the top of my brain stem or whatever you want to call it. Yep. Um, so when she's talking about how her daughter was there, that's not, and true. nothing, huh? People shouldn't bring their children to haunted locations on purpose. Right. Well, her daughter is like, uh, she's in college. So oh, probably she's an adult. Yeah, so, <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she's pretty much older. Um, but Christy, well, you know, it is, it is kind of scary to bring your little ones to a place like this, but people, honestly, I guess they just don't know. Well, I hope they see this video. So, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but Christy, um, when she, when her daughter called her and she was like, mom, nothing's happening. She's like, okay, I'm coming down. Christy was the trigger object because she, 
Thomas has to perform for her. Um, yeah, and he was with Christy. That's why they wasn't they weren't having anything. And the thing between the creeper, I haven't decided between Thomas and the creeper. I feel like there is a tension between the energies itself. Um, but that's not to say they don't work together for each benefit, which I honestly think it's part of something bigger, which I'm going to talk about at the end. Um, but there is a woman with Christy that's protecting her. There is a, a earthbound woman that's protecting her. And I don't know if it's her grandmother because her grandmother, uh, the first night, couple nights I talked to Christy, she didn't believe in mediums and psychics. She's very, she was saying she's very skeptical. Well, in the last month, I've changed all that for her. Um, and I'm not saying it in a prideful way. I'm just saying, like, between her grandmother come through within the first couple days of us talking, and it just it flowed through, like, you know, channeled right in. And then the remote clearing that I did um, that I'll talk about one day sooner than later because I got some plans with that, but it's not time yet. Um, that's changed her total perspective. And I don't, I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful or in an agreement, but it's important right now to understand any spirit that is not in the higher realms, even if they don't have bad intentions, they're not good for the living because they suck. And we've talked about this before, but it's because they suck um, the energy out of you. And this entity, Thomas, is very intelligent. It knows what it's doing. It, that's its purpose. Um, and we were talking about that. Um, but yeah, good spirits. There are good spirits, but they don't exist in the same sense and in the same place as lower vibrational spirits because they can't exist together. So whatever's protecting her, like it still fuses together in an odd way, like spiritual realms, they're able to see through each other like they can. And that's what we do. But when I connect with a higher vibrational spirit, it is totally different than picking up or connecting with uh, lower vibrational spirits. And even when I do, when I say somebody's protecting someone they're not even in like the space. So something that I've learned is our 3D, you know, we're here. We talked about this last season. We're in the middle. This is a visualization. We're in the middle. Above is higher vibrational. Below is lower vibrational, but they both can come and meet <laughs> like my, <laughs> my description. But um, when I see lower vibrational things they exist so lower vibrational things they exist in a realm very close to ours it is so much like ours it's like a duplicate but when i communicate with higher vibrational beings they're nowhere near near us in that type of realm it's completely different and i want to make that very clear right now so that's all I got for that. Okay. So, yeah, the whole thing with what you said about Tom and her being the trigger, I absolutely agree. And he's the one that closed the door because she wanted something to happen. That was all on them, on those two. And then um, the whole spirit thingy manipulating her daughter, not good. <laughs> not good not good <laughs> i think that was the creeper you think so too okay uh -huh. yeah 
uh-huh. I think that was one of the one of the creepers. Yeah. They're they're creepers. There's multiple. <laughs> I think yeah. so too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you don't want that. That's if okay. I wouldn't be surprised if the daughter gets an attachment and that would be her attachment. Right. I think right now, from just knowing Christy, it's focused on Christy. Okay. Yeah, because she's got more of the ability situation right now. Right. And the daughter is so focused on, like, because she's, from my knowledge, she's doing fantastic. Great. Um, but you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, you're you're definitely not wrong. Uh, but from what my knowledge right now, um, and, you know, I hate. I hate to say it like this, and I hate to, I mean, me and Christy have already kind of talked about this, so she already knows, like, y'all are hearing this for the first time. I haven't listened to this this far. Again, I'm stating that now, so all this is kind of new to me, or it is new, but I've already told Christy that he wasn't protecting you, and this is what happens. She's a paranormal investigator at heart. Like, that's what she enjoys doing, and it is not commonly taught that there has to always be a barrier between when you're looking for ghosts there always has to be a level of where you do not put your emotions into it because that's how you get an attachment anywhere from earthbound to lower vibrational Mm -hmm. so um was thomas a person at some point there's a possibility i think if anything if it's not a descended human spirit, it's something else. And I haven't made that determination yet. And I don't know by the end of this podcast if I will, because we're going to continue to work with her. And there'll probably be more content to come. We just haven't decided exactly how we're going to share that. Because, yeah. So we might end up doing a two-part series on this. We'll see. Yeah. Well, it's weird because that image of like that orderly looking guy keeps coming to mind when I think of Tom. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know if it's the same person or if it's a fractal and has become its own thing or if it is him but descended. I just know it has its own consciousness and it's smart and it has the ability to think for itself. Right. And I I don't think this is anything like a thought form. No, I don't think it is. I think it's, yeah, I think it's either a descended earthy or something else. And it's just weird because of that eye. I keep thinking about that eye I saw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're obviously peering into this now. So, I mean, and I've thrown up protection for uh, me and Christy. Mm-hmm. For sure. Like, I did that last night. And uh, even for you. But that's not going to stop, like, psychic impressions with pain. Yeah. So just as long as nothing else happens, I gave everybody else forewarning because there's been some wild stuff happen lately in my neck of the woods. But anyways, um, we're coming up on the end probably of this very soon. We don't have much left. If you guys have made it this far, you are super special. Awesome. There's six minutes and 30 seconds left of this recording. Yep. And that's it. Mm-hmm. All right. Here we go. I know it sounds crazy, but you know, these, these spirits up there, especially this one are like family to me and they still are. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, I felt like when I left, I abandoned them. Like they woke up one day and they're like, where's she at? You know? 
and I'm sure they were, because some of them are very intelligent, um, my last night, or the night that I went up there with my daughter, I went up, and I talked to the spirit on four before I left, and I said, I want you to know something, I said, I want you to know that I did not just walk out on you, um, I want you to know that, you know, no matter what, you're still my family, I may not be here right now, but you're my family, I never walked out on you, and I wouldn't do that, and I hope you realize that, and so I said goodbye for now, not forever, and I felt like I needed to do that, um, because of that connection I've had with that spirit for so long, um, do I feel like he's, uh, came and visited me at times, absolutely, uh, I do, I feel like, he has, uh, protected me several times from different things. Um, even not being there, he's protected me. So I do feel like he's not stuck there, but, um, in a certain way, you know, like he's checked on me or he's come around just to say hi or whatever. And I, feel okay with that. Like, normally, if I knew a spirit came home with me, I'd be like, okay, you got to go. But him, like, I'm okay with it. Um, he doesn't scare me. And he has always done nothing but protect me and take care of me. And so, um, you know, I have to say I'm not scared. I'm not now when you get that feeling on the floor and that building feels alive, it can be unnerving. Absolutely, 100% it can be. Um, but that feeling's different from the spirit out there. You know, you still get that nervous feeling, something's there, the butterflies in your belly, as I call it. But you aren't like scared of what's to come because you know you're going to be safe and you feel like that's your family because um, you do you spend a lot of time with those spirits up there and they become that way so yeah her daughter was protected by the woman spirit that's associated with the family it's like a guardian of the family that's why the daughter's not having any issues um i got that and i wanted to add that ghost hunting and psychic work can totally be addictive like it is a, a purpose that I think me and Emily both share to spread awareness. And we do it um, basically from a standpoint of wanting to help people uh, because a lot of people do not understand. And I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, my truth is my truth. Emily's truth is her truth. Um, we share a lot of common commonalities between the both of us in this, but it's just super important to understand that, um, it can be addictive, you know, and like you'll—I have found myself once or twice. It's not something I commonly uh, struggle with, but if nothing's happened, I'm like, "Where's everything at?" You know. So, but I've—I've I've learned not to stress because we have to be 3D as much as we have to be spiritual. Like in our case, a lot of people will have to be more 3D than spiritual on 
you know, many occasions, everybody's different. If you think of it in like levels, um, but it's just not always going to happen. But I understand what Christy's talking about. And um, she does attract things because of her intuitive abilities. Like this isn't the only place she's paranormally investigated. And since I've known her again, we've done a case together that she went and investigated and she got quite a bit of things um, more so than you would see. And I mean, I'm not trying to knock any ghost hunters, but when you see it on YouTube, um, you know, they might get something here or there. She's got like full blown shadows, the emotional attachment. That's, that's how they get you. When you form an emotional bond, that's how they reel you in. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it, I mean, again, I haven't listened to this and um, I don't know if me and her talked about this, but her being okay with him, you know, coming around, that tells me what we have to share um, from last night. The fact that me and Emily started looking into this, we are threat. Yep. To that symbiotic relationship. Emily, do you want to add before I say the final thing I've I've got to say about this place? Yeah, I mean, pretty much you said exactly what I was going to say because she's okay with it. That's also like another form of invitation. And then the bond is just another cord. And they like when you form a bond with them because, again, that is a cord for them to attach to. And it's like communicating with them and acknowledging them as like a like family those are all types of invitations right and they're attracted to her energy because well obviously because she's got abilities and their negative things are attracted to her because she doesn't realize that she's inviting them by how she reacts and how she communicates Mm -hmm. that's why they go to her because they know that's how she is yep because every our energetic signature is resonating and not only in the physical but the spiritual and it's also part of the empath thing Uh the empath thing that's why it's important to when you're an empath to set boundaries because you can unknowingly become a walking invitation just based off your empath abilities because you're connecting with things you don't necessarily want to connect with exactly you're just soaking it all up like a sponge yeah and it's important to say that all psychic abilities can be like that you soak up information in different ways but being an empath is one of the most common things and it's generally what a lot of psychic people experience in the beginning of their you know psychic abilities it'll be partly empathic yep but it's not even just like like soaking up the information it's that empathetic like mentality you have towards other beings i'm not saying it's a bad thing but Uh you have negative entities and spirits that will take advantage of that so that's why it's like because of your empathy correct yeah yep 100% and that's kind of what's happened here in my personal uh, opinion so overall I think there are spirits of the people that passed away there but for the most part I think they've moved on Um, there has been people that have come in there to move earthies on before Um, I'm not saying I know that for a fact 
But I am saying that I feel like there has been mediums there that have opened up, uh, you know, like, and brought in divine beings to cross over um, earthies. Mm -hmm. So, and I do think this place attracts earthies in the area. So from all kinds of timelines, like, again, I've honestly believe this has actually collapsed. The timelines have collapsed. Um, I wrote down literally Waverly. There is a literal heartbeat. Um, it is the building uh, because the buildings there, there's like this looming darkness and it's not separate from the entities. I think they all come from this collective energy and that all that collective energy has not only created uh, soaked up things, it has created uh, thought form type stuff, poltergeist activity. Uh, the little boy, I think he is a poltergeisty thought form. That's, yeah. that's what I got. Um, the earthbound spirits left their imprint there. So it's more like energetic imprints that have collectively collaborated and, you know, gotten a big ball and then just now they move. So I'm wondering if that is what the creeper is part of. Like, I know it's, it's a bigger energy, but the veil is obviously very thin. So it's allowing other things to go in and out. So then the creeper itself, there is, um, I think that's part of like the collective imprint of energy of really dark, dark things. Yeah, because it kind of reminds me, too, of human centipede. Like that, you know how, like, with all the people put together? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel about it, too. And similar to poltergeist activity, but there's, uh, it's not quite the same. It's similar, but not the same. Um, and it has been manifested and created to a degree. And all the pain, all the sufferings collected together into the building. Um, yeah. There there is some earthies again that's what i wrote down and then i think astral spiders yeah <laughs> because they like the cool dark and damp area just like any normal like earth spider yeah 100 percent. yeah that just seems to lurk and eat the energy the residual energy that's there oh and i put down there's two more things at 3 48 a.m last night i had an orb while oh, I was that's listening. right. You I had an orb. You sent that in a voice message last night. Yeah. Yeah. And then, okay, back to the building itself. Um, I was channeling. I heard third floor creeper. Mm. Dizzy and lightheaded. That's all I got. Now, the other part of this chicken scratch is a part of the spirit box session. So oh, wait, I forgot to add the headache. Like, okay, so I wrote yesterday, headache the second I thought about channeling this place. Yeah, I'm getting, actually, when you say that, it makes me have, like, a pain right here. Yep, it's in, in the side of my head. In my eye. Mm -hmm. That's a good, I mean, that's a good stopping point for Waverly. Like, you can visit this place. I wouldn't say just because the stuff's here. I'd highly recommend going and checking it out for yourself. You know, you always want to protect yourself spiritually when you go to locations, uh, whether you are strongly spiritual or not you need to take that very serious boy oh boy mm -hmm. what a channel yeah well guys um yeah we're definitely going to follow up with a part two we have tons of more information we want to share um it's been very interesting for sure 
uh, to do this. I know it probably cut off a little awkwardly from the transition from the video audio to this, but we wanted to give you guys a proper outro. Um, definitely keep your ear to the ground for those notifications because by next Monday we are going to have the part two out. It's going to be a little unorthodox, like I said before, but I think it's going to be worth it because you're going to get to hear some spirit box sessions and like actually what happened that Friday as validation. Mm -hmm. um, it's going to be quite interesting and we'll probably include a little bit of history. We wanted to do that in this video, but we ran out of time because we're trying to keep our content around one hour max from now on and um also too if you have any stories please send us voice stories um we will accept written ones that's fine but we really want uh we really encourage people to send us their voice recordings either through our instagram um which you it can only do in one minute segments which is fine we can we can manage that um, or you can send it to our facebook messenger for lights at midnight unless you know me and emily and then you can send it to the fine art medium, the luminary luna beams, or unless you have our personal stuff too. So you can send it that way, or you can actually record yourself with your voice recorder and send it, send it to us through email, and then we can use that as well. If you have something you want us to look into, um, just state whether or not, we'll know whether it's a big issue that you're dealing with now or something in the past, um, anything. Just send it over, and we will definitely try to fit it into season two of the podcast but that's pretty much all i have well we're going to spirit fingers on out of here because we were doing that in the video y'all just didn't see it if you're listening <laughs> so spirit fingers spirit fingies thank you to all that took the time to listen to this week's episode your support means the world to us and remember all of us have the ability to shine brightly and shed positivity even in the darkest of places Stay safe, stay well, and light it up!